self-care is um, allowing you to give from the overflow and give from the abundance that you have rather than, like I said before, giving everybody your leftovers, your overwhelm, your stress. Um, It allows you to just be the mom that you want to be. about soul care, scripture, and stories of faith. I'm Jenny Detweiler, and I am so glad that you joined me here today. You guys, this is a really great, and I think needed, episode to start out 2022. I had such a good time chatting with my new friend, Jen Collins, who you heard at the start of this episode. Jen and I have quite a few things in common. We found out we are both moms of multiples. We've both had a podcast for just about the same amount of time, almost even the same amount of episodes. That's a little uncanny, but also super cool. And we both have a heart for weary mamas. Jen's podcast is called The Mama Needs Podcast. And she also has a company of the same name, Mama Needs, where she sends out subscription boxes each month to mamas who are in need of a little self-care. In this episode, Jen shares some of her story and how she began to do the things that she now finds herself doing in ministry. And we also talk all about self-care, you guys, which here we are in January. I think we could all use a little self-care in the middle of winter, right? Right after Christmas, going into the dreary months of January and February, self-care is very needed. We also talk about the challenges and the misconceptions that we hear very often about self-care and maybe have struggled with ourselves. I so enjoyed talking with Jen, and I think you're really going to enjoy this as well. So with that, Let's jump into the conversation. Well, Jen, thanks for being on the podcast. I'm really excited to have you. Would you like to introduce yourself, share a little bit about yourself, your family, what you do? Sure. Thanks, Jenny. Uh, So my name is Jen Collins. I live in the mountains of Western North Carolina with my family, my husband of uh, 16 years, and then we have three kids, a 13-year-old daughter, a 10-year-old son, and a 6-year-old son. And um, my husband and I are both entrepreneurs. He started his business back in uh, 2014, um, and I started my business in 2018, and it is a subscription box. It's a self-care box for moms called Mama Needs Box. And I also have a podcast called The Mama Needs Podcast, where I um, interview moms and share their stories. And my whole mission is to help mamas remember that they matter. So that's a little bit about us. We're very busy with three kids, lots of sports, and yeah, constant stuff going on. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm really excited to have you. I think we're probably kindred spirits a little bit because I've got multiples too, and we both minister to weary women on a regular basis. Like we have a heart for that. Mm. So I'm really excited to have you. Um, can you talk a little bit about like how your subscription box came to be? Like, how did that get dreamed up inside of you? Yeah, well, I had come out of a season of, um, kind of immense burnout. Um, to be honest, we, uh, I'm actually from South Florida, like the Fort Lauderdale, Miami area. That's where I was born and raised. 
And we, my husband and I both worked uh, in ministry down there and we we worked there for eight years and we were just completely burnt out. Lots of, lots of reasons why, but we kind of wanted a change of pace, um, a complete lifestyle change. And so we knew two people here in our town, um, in Franklin, North Carolina. And, um, we decided to just pick up and leave and completely have a, a leap of faith. <laughs> and some people thought we were crazy for sure. We, we weren't sure we were really all there, honestly. Um, but we just knew that we needed a, a new um, adventure and, and um, a, really a just a lifestyle change. It was so crazy. I was on the verge of a nervous breakdown, I think, and my health was really not great. And so we moved and um, found out soon after we moved that I was pregnant with number three. And so I just kind of focused on my family at that point. I was kind of doing some freelance work, but I just told my husband, like, I can't do anything else. I need to just focus on our marriage, our kids, having this baby and adapting to a completely new town and new way of life. Um, being from a big city, we moved to a very rural, small town area, and it was a big change in culture shock. Um, and so I did that for a, a long time, just focused on my family and stayed home, which was a, such a blessing. Um, and then about 2017, 2018, um, my kids were, two of my kids were in elementary school, and my baby was about to be in preschool. And I thought, I... I'm finally coming up for air, <laughs> you know, um, I'm finally at a point where I, I can think and use my brain in different ways. <laughs> and I really wanted to do something and I just didn't know what it was. I knew, um, you know, working outside of the home wasn't really going to be an option for us and not something I wanted to do, but I just kept praying and brainstorming and thinking. And it was a long, a long time of, of thinking and praying. And so eventually um, my husband was like, you know, subscription boxes are really popular right now. Why don't you look into that? And so then I was like, Ooh, I have, I have a lane to go down now. So, okay, let's go down that lane. Let's research. And I started researching about it. I started brainstorming different ideas. And one day as I was brainstorming, I wrote down um, self-care for moms and I was like, oh my gosh, that's it. Oh my gosh. And it just, you know, clicked. And I started, you know, just filling out the pages of my journal with ideas and I could do this and I could do that. And I could buy from small businesses and I could buy from female owned businesses. And I could, you know, all these things that like, I was just so excited about. And I, I thought, you know, I want, I wanted to do something that was my own and I wanted it to make a difference. And I know that as a young mom and, you know, now a mom of a 13 year old, I still need self-care badly. Um, and, you know, as moms, we have this need for self-care, but so many things hold us back. And I just want to give moms permission to take care of themselves so that they can serve their families from the overflow and the abundance rather than from the overwhelm and a place of burnout, because I've been there. I've totally been there. I was a terrible, not terrible, but I was just a, not the mom I wanted to be. I was mean. I was yelling. I was constantly stressed and overwhelmed. And I knew that I wanted to be able to just send that message. And not that I'm not that, and you know, like, 
we all get overwhelmed. We all get stressed. But I've come to a point where there's like so many non-negotiables and so many things that I've changed in my own life to um, allow me to make the space for the things that I need. And um, so honestly, that's why I started it. It was from my own, you know, life of seeing my own patterns in my own motherhood journey. And the name came about because I honestly said those things like, mama needs coffee, guys, <laughs> you know, calm down. Or, you know, they would be, you know, I don't know, yelling or like running around and being really crazy. And I'd be like, you guys, mama needs a minute. Okay, mama needs a minute. Um, and so I honestly was like saying those things in my everyday life. And so it's been really easy to just kind of transfer that into my business because it's so authentic to me. So that is so cool. I, I did not know that whole story. That's really neat. I've heard you tell your story before, but I don't, I don't, I don't think I got to hear all that before. I did wonder about the name and that makes so much sense. And it makes me laugh a little bit. Cause isn't it true? We really talk about ourselves in third person like that, like, especially to we our do. toddlers, like, <laughs> yeah. mama needs a minute. <laughs> so true. Yes. <laughs> so, um, Jen, we have even more in common yeah. because I'm in a rural, rural, it's hard to say North Carolina too. And I'm from a big town. I'm from Atlanta. Oh. And so moving here was okay. was kind of a cultural shock, although we love it. Like small town USA is such a great place to raise our family. It's a little slower than mm-hmm. like fast paced Atlanta. Yeah. What are your thoughts about mm-hmm. North Carolina? Do you guys like it? Have you gotten used to it? Yeah. So we've been here seven years now. So it does feel you know, very much like we've, we've, we're here, we're locals, you know, (laughs) we're part of the, uh, we're part of the club of locals and we love it so much. I mean, I, and I loved it when we got here. Um, and I, I grew up coming to this area. I had grandparents that lived in a couple neighboring towns over. Um, we would come up here and camp when I was a kid and my grandparents lived here. And, um, so I was familiar with it, always loved it, but I, I never imagined living here. Um, and I would wake up and, you know, drive my daughter to school in the morning when we first got here and just be like, I can't believe that I live here because I see the mountains in front of me all the time. And when we lived down in South Florida, of course, everyone's like, oh my gosh, you're so lucky you live by the beach. But I didn't have time to go to the beach because I had a job and I had two kids And I was, like I said, overwhelmed and stressed out. So like, we rarely went to the beach. And if I got to see it, it was like for a date night once in a while, or I would maybe drive by it. But honestly, we lived more inland. We didn't live like right on the water. Um, And so I just thought, I am so spoiled. I get to wake up and see the mountains every single day. This is amazing. So yeah, I love it. Um, At first, it was a cultural shock. Um, I, I don't know how small your town is, but ours is like really, really small. <laughs> like we are just now every, it's the talk of the town, Ginny. Everyone is so excited because we are getting a Chick-fil-A for the very first time ever in January. Like really, like it's, it's going to happen really soon. And we're watching it being built. And is, I'm telling you, like the town is so pumped. <laughs> um, so that's the big time. Chick-fil-A. So, it's yeah. I mean, when anything happens here, everyone knows about it. That's been such a difference uh, from my <laughs> normal life in Florida. But oh yeah, it's a great place to raise kids. So I love it so much. 
So now that you've been working with moms for the last few years, I'm kind of wondering, do you get much feedback? And what are some of the needs of moms that you hear about frequently or that you see? I think the one of the biggest needs that I have seen um, is that moms, especially in the last you know mm-hmm. year and a half, um, they need community and they need moms to be real with and commiserate and be able to vent. Um, and so I hope, I hope that I provide that for the people who subscribe to our boxes. Um, we have a, a private Facebook group just for um, subscribers only. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a place where I give sneak peeks and I have people take polls about, you know, do you guys want this in the box or this in the box? And I'm thinking about doing this theme. What do you think? Um, you know, I'll do live unboxings and things like that. Um, but it's also a place where people in the past have felt really, um, free to be vulnerable and share things that they're going through. And so that's been really a blessing where I'm like, wow, I get to, I get to talk to people about hard things, um, that they're dealing with. And I am not, um, you know, a licensed counselor whatsoever, but I can at least share my story. I can share my experience if I've gone through that, or I can at least point that person to a resource or, you know, something to, um, to help them or just alleviate some stress or overwhelm that they're going through. And so I really try to, um, foster that community, um, that we have. And then, um, I, I just feel like not only the community aspect, um, but also they, moms just need self-care. Um, and, I think that, you know, we, we discount it. We think, oh, it's just, you know, uh, a buzzword and it's been so overused. And I think people kind of get like an eye roll when they hear it now, which kind of makes me sad because that's not the kind of self-care that, um, that I'm really talking about. Of course, obviously I love, you know, spa days and manis and petties and um, doing a face mask at night and taking a bath with really nice bath salts or whatever it is. Um, All of those are things that I've included in the box and love those things. But what I really want is it's the box to just be a reminder of, of your value and your worth and that you matter and that you've taken the time to, um, to open it up and explore what's inside and use the things that are inside. And we always include um, self-care tips in the box um, because I think a lot of times people get it and they're like, oh, I don't really know what to do with all of this right now. And so we give actual ideas with the things that are inside to do to do with them. And um, we also make sure that we, uh, we always, about 95% buy from small um businesses. And so we, we link back to those uh, businesses so that, you know, people can support them if they really enjoy their products. And so it's all just kind of a circle of support and, and just a safe place to say, it's okay to, to like put yourself up there on your to-do list. It's okay to say no to things and it's okay to, um, to, fill yourself up because, you know, as that cliche goes, you can't pour from an empty cup and it's a hundred percent true. 
Um, and so those are the kinds of needs that I'm really seeing are just community, really just people dying for community. Um, lots of people have moved, I feel like, over the pandemic um, to different places, and they're not able to get plugged in or really find a group because uh, because of COVID still. You know, they haven't really plugged in because it's been a little scary to do that. Um, and there's been so many restrictions in place and stuff. So um, community and then just the lack of, of, you know, maybe awareness that they, that they need self-care, um, especially just to kind of work through all that we've been through in the last mm-hmm. year and a half. I know that I, I've needed that. Yeah. So say that again for the people in the back. I am hearing the same thing. Community, community. I'm feeling <laughs> that even. And I think, you know, the more we go onto social media, the more that we are, um, seeing other people's lives and it gives us like a false sense of intimacy sometimes I think, but like we're missing the reality of people's lives. Like the crying on the floor with your toddler with the spilled milk, like people don't share those stories with each other, but we need to, cause it feels so lonely. Right. Yeah. I agree with you a hundred percent. Um, I'm just curious, what has been your most popular box or what are some of the items that people really, really like? Oh, so that's been so fun to kind of see what people love and really resonate with. So I, you know, I've been doing this for three years. This is my three-year anniversary actually this month. Um, And so there are definitely times where I um, repeat themes because, you know, I can only do so many new ones and there are some that people really, really love. And so one of the main ones that people look forward to all year long is Mama Needs Coffee. And everyone's like, yep, mama does need coffee. Boom, you got me. <laughs> so, um, and there's uh, there's one product that is always a hit, always, always. Um, I found this business when I first started actually through a friend. I was at a birthday party for my friend who was turning 40 and she got a gift and she was opening, you know, all the gifts at the table that we were at and she was opening the gift and it was this beautiful Um, it said like birthday cake, whipped sugar scrub. And she opened it up and smelled it. And she was like, Oh my goodness, you guys. And so she passed it around the table and we all smelled it. And I was just starting Like I hadn't launched yet. I don't think I was about to start. And I smelled it and looked at it and I was like, um, I'm going to need to know who this company is because I'm going to need to order from them. And it turned out that it was a really, um, fun, uh, small business owned by, uh, another mama, um, actually in the Atlanta area. And so I connected with her and we have ordered from her. I, I lost count how many times we've ordered from her. So I would probably order from her about once a quarter, honestly. Um, she makes the most decadent whipped sugar scrubs that people die for every time I put one in. And then she also makes like body butters and foot soaks and all kinds of stuff. And so in that coffee box, everyone always flips for the, um, it, I think she calls it, but first coffee and it's a whipped sugar scrub. And I actually used it this morning on my face. I use it almost every day. Um, it's a cleanser, um, exfoliant and moisturizer all in one. So it's like a super product. And as for moms, it's like, we need the easiest thing possible. And so I do put on some face oil after it. Um, cause I have, I have pretty dry skin, but um, that's one of our favorite, um, products to put in and everybody 
loves that. And then of course the mama needs coffee theme. Every most moms love coffee. It's very rare that I'll find somebody who's like, um, but you know what, if they don't like coffee, coffee, they usually pass it on. They get it anyway and they pass it on to a friend or they'll say, Hey, can you send this to this person for me this month? Um, because I know they'd really love this box. And so that's always really fun. And I have so much fun kind of curating uh, that box and putting it together. And another fun theme that we love to do is in the summer, um, usually in July, I do mama needs a vacay. And I put a box together that is all kinds of fun things that you that are like travel size, but also full size things too. Um, But things that you can take on vacation with you. But like anything that's you know, for a plane, I try to make sure that it's, um, you know, you can put it in your, your carry on luggage or your checked, you know, checked bag. Um, and that one's, that one is super fun for summer. So, but yeah, those are kind of the top faves. That is really fun. That's cool. So tell me how you started a podcast then, because not everybody who starts a company starts a podcast that takes, that takes it to a whole nother level. That's a lot of work. Yeah. How did that come about? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funny because I, before I even started the business, I've always wanted to do a podcast. Um, I started listening to podcasts, I think in 2013 when they were, you know, really, really new at that point, not a lot of people were doing them. Um, and I, you know, I would listen to some business type ones because my husband and I were about to move and start the, his business. Um, and as I was listening to people, um, on podcast interviews, I was like, I could totally do this. I love, love, love everything about this. I love people. I love to chat with them. I love to share their stories. Um, and I just, I just knew eventually that was something that I wanted to do, but it didn't make sense for a while. I was like, I don't even know who would listen or what I would talk about. Like I had no platform and not that you need one, but I just had no purpose. Um, I was just like, I mean, am I just going to listen to myself talk? Like, what, what is this going to be about? And so when I figured out what I was going to um, to start for my business, it just made sense. I was like, boom, yes, I can do a podcast with it. It'll be like a companion to it. Uh, and so I actually launched in um, December of 2018 is when we sent our first shipment. And then I started the podcast that next month, January, 2019. So I've been doing it almost three years as well. Um, and I started out doing it weekly and, um, actually this past year kind of transitioned to biweekly, um, because it is a lot of work as you know, um, and running a business at the same time and momming and all the things. So, I, I found that that works with my schedule a lot better. And it's one of my favorite things that I do. I actually don't really make a lot of money from it. Um, I just really love doing it. Um, I hope to do more with it in the future. It's just not something that I can um, invest in right now. But I, I hope as Mama Needs Box grows that I can kind of bring on a couple more team members and then be able to focus more on some of these things that I really, I mean, I love doing the box actually my curating the boxes and coming up with the themes and all the creative side of that is my favorite, favorite thing. Um, and so I feel like I do a really great job of that now, but I'd love to kind of be creative and, and go to the next level with the podcast as well. But there's so I have, I think I have 80, I'm coming out with my 86th episode, um, soon. And so, 
um, getting up to that 100th episode will be really exciting. So I'm, yeah, I love it. And I've met so, I'm sure as, as you have, I've met so many amazing women. I only interview women, um, many authors, bloggers, um, business owners. It's just, it's been such a blessing to me personally, honestly. Oh my goodness. We really are kindred spirits because I started at the same time <laughs> and I'm at my 80 something episode. Oh, fun. <laughs> when yours comes out, I don't know exactly <laughs> which number that will be, but somewhere in the late eighties. So that's so interesting. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, it would probably be more, but I took a break um, early on in the pandemic because I was like, I, I, I don't know. I got kind of freaked out about the whole, the whole pandemic. And I was like, I don't, really know if this is necessary right now. And I just had to cut it out. Plus my kids came home. I had to homeschool them, all of that. And so I did take a break for about, I don't know, four or five months and then, and then relaunched it in the fall of 2020. So, um, so yeah, I've, I've, I probably would have had more episodes, but it's just, yeah, it was, it was a necessary break that I needed. Mm-hmm. I understand that a hundred percent. Um, I'm wondering what yeah. you've learned since starting your company and, you know, whatever balance means. Do you find any balance between running all the things <laughs> and being a mom and wife and everything else you do? <laughs> yeah, you know, I have learned that balance is a myth. Um, I don't believe in balance. I just believe in doing the best I can in every situation. Um, in my former life, when we were on um, in ministry, I... I constantly felt out of balance. I would feel like I was failing at home or I would feel like I was failing at work. And the repercussions of both were terrible (laughs) because here I am, you know, trying to run a house, keep my house clean, raise a human. Um, And then here I am in ministry, like working for the kingdom, like all these things. It was just a lot of pressure and a lot of stress. And I just felt like I was burning both ends of the, of a candle, you know, and, um, never could like kind of get that elusive balance that I was craving. And so, um, I, I just realized I can't do it all and do it all well. Um, and so, I mean, a huge thing that I've learned is to simplify, simplify, simplify. Um, I say no to a lot of things, not because I don't want to do them, but because I've kind of gotten to the point in my life where I need to curate my schedule so that it fits my family's needs. My family has to come first. And when I, when we were working in ministry, it was, it was started out that way, but as we had kids and added things, um, it became ministry was first and, uh, that, uh, that needed to be flipped. And so for me, my family, um, I do everything through the lens of, is this going to work for my family right now? (laughs) So, um, so yeah, I say no a lot. I, I simplified my schedule. Um, and I just, I just try to do what I can when I can, I don't try to put a lot of pressure on myself. Um, and what I'm doing is equally important, um, you know, at home and with, with my box business and the podcast. Um, I just am now in charge of what that looks like. And so for me, that's huge is just being like, you know, I don't have to, nobody's saying I have to do this, this, and this, um, I get to decide when I do those things and how I do those things. Um, and so, I mean, I've, and then just in, in business wise, um, I have 
made so many mistakes. I've learned so much. Um, you know, I'll just give you one example. There's, uh, there was a time where I wanted to put this really awesome book in one of our boxes and I put books in once in a while. I don't do them all the time because I know moms um, are busy and don't have a ton of time to read. And so I don't want to stress people out, <laughs> but I do put it in a box once or a book in the box once in a while. And so I, the book fit perfectly with the theme and I just said, I'm ordering it. And so I did. And then I found it at a bookstore. And as soon as I picked it up, I was like, oh no, this book is too big for my box. Like it's actually physically not going to fit. (laughs) And I had a good cry about it and was like, what did I, what was I thinking? I couldn't cancel the order of books. So I had to scramble and figure out something else. And so I ended up ordering um, bigger boxes for that month, just for that month. Um, But that has repercussions. Um, I had to pay more for the bigger boxes. I had to pay more to ship them. Um, and so it was just a big lesson that I had to learn. Um, so, you know, there's just been little things like that where it's like, okay, this, this did not go the way that I was thinking. And so I have to do a lot of pivoting, um, putting a a subscription box together each month is kind of like a big puzzle, honestly. Um, I have to think about the price. If it's in my budget, I I negotiate a lot. I have to then think about if it actually will fit in the box physically. Um, Do the products work together? Do they make sense? Do they, you know, make the the theme cohesive? All of these things. Um, But I love, I love that. It's a challenge. It's fun. Um, And so, yeah, those are kind of the, the little things that I've learned along the way, but, but definitely as a mom, um, saying no has been huge for me and realizing what I need for self-care, what actually fills me up, what, what will fill my soul up too, um, to allow me to continue to serve my family and give them the best part of me. I don't want to give them the leftovers. And that's how I used to exist was just, um, giving my all at work and then giving my, my family the leftovers. And I just don't want to live that life anymore. So, so yeah, those are my lessons. (laughs) Not, not learned easily. I will say. (laughs) Yes. Um, saying no, that is a good word. And I love the word you used pivot because isn't that how we always are? Like life is Mm -hmm. not the same. Each stage of our children's development is different. Each stage of our life is different. Each stage of your business even is different. Each month is different. So sometimes we do just have to pivot, don't we? And kind of like figure out what's going to work for us now, as opposed to what did before. I'm just wondering, as a therapist who sits with weary women, a lot of them moms, and in general, I think that tends to be a lot of the population that listens to this podcast too. Why do you think it is so difficult for people to practice self-care? I have some thoughts about that, but I'm wondering, (laughs) wondering for you, what do you think are some of the obstacles that keep people from really taking care of themselves? Yeah, I love that question. I get it all the time. And I talk to hundreds of women. Um, I have talked to hundreds of women and felt all of these myself. And so I know, and I, I'm really curious if you have the same answer because I really feel like it's 100% accurate, is uh, people, women and moms feel like they can't practice self-care because they feel guilty about it. They feel like they have no time and they feel 
well, this kind of goes along with guilt, but they also, they don't want to spend money on themselves. They feel guilty when they spend money on themselves and not something for their kids, but it's also like a, a financial, like they don't think that they deserve it type of thing. Um, and so those are the three main obstacles that I have noticed before I started my business and after. Um, and so I do try to kind of eradicate those from our vocabulary. Um, I mean, mom guilt is a 100% real thing. It, I still feel so much mom guilt. Um, when I think back about, uh, every Christmas, it kind of comes around, it just creeps in, you know, that guilt creeps in all of a sudden. When I think about my former life and, um, the holidays and I missed so much at home because I had to do, uh, I had to work a lot. And I think about like everything that I missed and how much I don't remember. And it makes me feel really guilty. And I just then realized, nope, I need to give myself grace because I was doing the best I could at the time with what I had. Um, and so guilt is huge. Um, guilt keeps us from doing the things that we, you know, it, it kind of gives us that, that word should in our vocabulary mm -hmm. that I think is terrible. Um, you know, I think there's like a quote that says like, don't should all over yourself or something like yes. that. It's kind of corny, but <laughs> yes. like we do I've that. Like that. we see something on, yeah, we like, we see somebody on Instagram, um, posting about how they're doing elf on the shelf for their kids. And they're like, oh man, I should do that. I should, my kids would love me more if I did that. Or we'd have such a more magical season. If I did that, I should really look into that. And I, I vehemently do not do elf on the shelf because of that reason. I'm like, no, I shouldn't have to do that. I do so much other stuff and I, there's no way I can remember to move that elf every day and, and come up with antics and stuff. And I love seeing what other people do and I applaud them. I think it's so creative and fun. But for me, like I said, I need to find out what works for me, right? And you need to find out what works for you. Um, and that's just not going to be something that I work into our holiday uh, traditions. Um, so, so yeah, that's just an example of like, the, I should do that. Oh, I feel really guilty that I'm not doing that for my kids. But I do plenty of other things and they're fine. Um, and then the time thing is huge um, because we're doing all the things all the time we have the mental load. Um, we're always thinking about everything. And then by the time that it's bedtime, we are just collapsing into bed and there's no time for us or to make time for our husbands or, you know, whatever it is that, you know, whatever, whatever else matters at the end of the day is almost like, well, I'll get to it tomorrow. <laughs> um, and so that's why I say like, I've said no to so much because I want to make space for those good things. I want to make space to take care of myself and, um, you know, spend time with my husband and spend time with my kids. Like we have a teenager now. And so she stays up till about nine 30, nine 45 with us. And she wants to be with us. Like she sits on the couch with us and we watch TV or we talk and I'm just like, what is this life? Like, I don't want to lose that. And so I, um, I make that time, even though sometimes I'm like, I just want to go to bed, you know, like I want to sit with her and be with her and have that presence. Um, and then the money thing. And that's just, that's just, I think a personal, a personal thing. And honestly, I, I always say this too, like self-care is free. You do not need to pay to practice self-care. 
Um, I just merely am an option. Uh, the boxes are an option. They are a vessel. They're, they're a tool. They're here for you if you need them, but they are not required to practice self-care. So you can practice it anytime in any way that fills you up. And all I care about, honestly, is that moms are taking that time and not feeling guilty about it. And if they can't spend the money right now, because I have 100% been there, all I could afford was to take a walk or to call somebody on the phone. Literally, that's all I could afford at one time. And that's what I had to do. And so, um, so yeah, those are the, I, I'm really curious if you agree with that. Those are the things I hear. I do agree with all three of those. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better. And I also think that there is a lot of confusion about what self-care means. Like I think, especially in the Christian community or yeah, they're, they're in the ministry. There tends to be like some confusion yeah. about what that is. Like, is that selfish to care for yourself? Which is kind of what you alluded to, I think, but also even thinking that it must look like this or it must look like this or like, I don't get a manicure, so I don't really yeah. do self-care. And I think about the people in my office, like clearly they're practicing self-care because they've made space in their schedule to come to therapy. Way to go. <laughs> like you're practicing self-care. Yes, maybe that's not, huge. Maybe not all the time, but enough, enough to know your needs that you need to go speak to somebody. That's a big deal. If people are listening to this podcast, yes. my guess is they've made space in their schedule to do that, or they needed some time with friends. You know, it almost feels like sitting with women who get it, you know? Maybe they're yeah. cooking dinner yeah. right now and listening to us. So even things like that, I think, can be self-care and people don't think of it that oh, way. Yeah. I don't think. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, anything that fills you up, anything that just makes you feel a little bit lighter and gives you kind of that, like, that oomph and that, like, gumption to move on to the next thing. Like, I, I always say that I feel like really self-care, um, obviously, I agree that self-care is not selfish, but self-care is um, allowing you to give from the overflow and give from the abundance that you have rather than, like I said before, giving everybody your leftovers, your overwhelm, your stress. Um, it allows you to just be the mom that you want to be. I'm not going to say like, you're the best mom. It's going to make you the best mom ever, or you're going to be the perfect mom because that's a lie. But it's, it is going to help. Um, it is going to help you get, get to what you need. And, um, you know, I, especially as mom with moms with little kids, you know, I think it's really hard to fit in like, um, you know, prayer and quiet time and reading the Bible and things like that, where it's like, that's what, you know, ultimately is our goal is to do those things to get filled up. Um, and I, I had a hard time doing that when I was a young mom, for sure. Um, I found myself a lot of times breastfeeding and having my phone in my hand um, and opening up the Bible app and just kind of reading when I could. Um, or I would just, you know, as as my kid was eating, just, just kind of pray over him or her. Um, and I didn't always do that. So I don't think it was like this blissful, amazing <laughs> time. Um, because, you know, it's... Yeah, it's hard as a newborn when they're just figuring it out. And then when they're like spermy, eight month old, you're like, okay, this is, you know, this is not this beautiful moment that I pictured, but um, you just make space when you can. Um, and, you know, God's not, 
looking down on you and thinking like, oh my gosh, you haven't spent 30 minutes with me today. What's wrong with you? That's, that's a lie. Those are guilt. It's guilt. Those are things, you know, from the enemy. And so I just, I just really feel like you do the best that you can. You get yourself filled up and then you can um, pour back out to your family. And that's mm-hmm. what matters. Mm-hmm. I couldn't have said that better. I agree a hundred percent. So I'm wondering, just to close us out today, I'm going to ask you a couple, what do you call them? Rapid fire questions, I think on your podcast. Oh yeah. But is there anything that's bringing you joy right now in this season? Mm, um, Well, when we're recording, it's Christmas time here, uh, or it's about to be Christmas time. And what's bringing me joy is um, (laughs) I said no to kind of a big thing. Um, we usually, we usually either host, um, Christmas or we travel, but in the past couple of years, it's been hosting. Um, and I had to say no to that this year. And that was really, really, really hard. And I have struggled so much with guilt, feelings of guilt, um, making that decision, but I knew it was going to be best for my family and my mental health. Um, my husband and I prayed about it, talked about it at length and, we just decided to do something different this year. We um, have never had, we've never celebrated Christmas, just the five of us. Um, we, like I said, we've always hosted. So we've had family here. We've gone to family. And so we decided that we would take a trip, just the five of us during Christmas down to Florida, not where, not in South Florida where I'm from, but on the panhandle um, and have like a of Christmas beach vacation. And so I've bought this little three foot tree from target. Um, that's already lit that I'm going to put in the little house that we're renting and bring all the presents with us. And I have a little one, um, my six-year-old son who, um, and really my 10 year old son, he still pretty much believes in Santa, although he's very skeptical. Um, but my six-year-old is like all in on it. So you know, we're, we're saying it's okay. We're just going to leave a note for Santa. He's going to know that we are down in Florida. Like he's going to come, you know? And so we're bringing all the presents with us and like bringing all the cookie dough so then we can bake it off while we're there. And so that's bringing me a lot of joy right now. Just thinking of that special time that we're going to have, um, as a family, just being together, um, and doing something totally different and being to a place that we've never, um, been to before. And just, exploring a new place. So I am super pumped about it. That is really exciting. That would be bringing me joy too. That's really cool. That's fun. Yeah. And I'm also wondering, are there any books or resources that you're loving right now in your life that you would want to share with us? Yes. I would love to share a book that I just read. Um, I don't know if you've heard of the ministry called Well-Watered Women. I have. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it's run by Gretchen Saffles, and I don't know her personally or anything, but I was introduced to the company a couple years ago, and she came out with a book, I believe, earlier this year, and I bought the book and read it just recently, and it was so, so good. Um, it really does kind of speak to what we've been talking about, honestly, about um, getting filled up in the word so that we can pour out to our families and things like that, and so I really, really, it's a gorgeous, first of all, gorgeous book. Um, it's beautiful, like coffee table type book. You want to leave it out so everybody can see how beautiful it is. Um, but then it's just really a great, um, practical kind of guide, 
Um, it also comes with, or you can buy a journal that goes with it. I'm just not a huge um, journaler, but I really am enjoying, or I, I really enjoyed that book. Um, and then a book that I always um, recommend to people, and it's something that I read several years ago, because it's pretty old now. I guess it came out in like 2012, maybe. Um, it's called Surprised by Motherhood by Lisa Jo Baker. And I love that book so much. It honestly like changed my motherhood life. Um, it just, I don't know. I, I give it to a lot of new moms at like baby showers and stuff. Cause I just think it's so beautiful. And I love Lisa Jo Baker's story and about like her relationship with her own mother when she was growing up and then her relationship with her own kids. She didn't want to be a mom. Um, and so that kind of all shifted and I had a similar story where I was like, I don't think I want to be a mom either. And then God had other plans and now I have three kids. And so I just, I love her story and that book is just so special to me. So, um, those are two, uh, resources I would say. Yeah. Awesome. I'm going to have to go look into those. I like Lisa Joe Baker, but I've never read that book. So I'll have to go check that out. Uh, I think it was her first one, to be honest. Okay. So Jen, if people want to catch up with you, I think it's pretty easy, but do you want to tell them all the places they can find you? Yeah, absolutely. I am everywhere at Mama Needs Box and we spell Mama M-A-M-A Needs Box. So MamaNeedsBox.com, Instagram, Mama Needs Box, and Facebook, same. Um, and then the podcast is mamaneedspodcast.com and we are on, um, you know, Apple and Spotify and pretty much anywhere that you listen to podcasts. So I'd love to connect with you guys. And, um, also would love to share a coupon code for 15% off your purchase. So if you want to go to our website, mamaneedsbox.com and use the code WELCOME at checkout, then you'll receive 15% off of your purchase. So go try us out. Yay, that's so cool. Listeners, go do it. I have actually used her subscription subscription box before. I sent it to a friend of mine who was struggling with illness. And it's so fun and it's so easy. And you will really bless some people. So I hope you go check that out. Jen, thank you so much for being on the podcast. It was really fun to connect with you. Thank you. I loved being here. Thanks again, Jen, for being on today's podcast episode. Friends, if you enjoyed this conversation, I know I did. I was really encouraged. I hope you were too. And you would like to hear more from Jen? Please go check out her podcast, The Mama Needs Podcast. And I hope you'll go visit her website as well, mamaneedsbox.com where you can check out her subscription boxes and, you know, send one to yourself if you want to, if you're in need of a little self-care or a weary mama that you know could use a little encouragement. And I will also link to all of her stuff in today's show notes. If you enjoy this podcast, would you do me a favor? Please share it with your friends. Word of mouth is my favorite. I also would love it if you would subscribe on your favorite podcasting app iTunes, Spotify, wherever you like to find podcasts. And you can also share about us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. You can find me at Pause Renew Next on any of the above. Well, that is all for today's podcast episode. I'm Jenny Detweiler with PRN. Pause, renew, next. May you be encouraged on your journey with Jesus. Jesus.